The Baltimore Ravens lose in week 18 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it doesn't really mean much. Then I wanted to the playoffs to so talk about the game, but also look ahead for the Ravens all coming up on this instant reaction live edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Allstriker of Ravens. We're here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. That includes in video form on YouTube and audio form wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow along, audio form, video form. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Really excited about what we're building here over on Locked On Ravens. Today's episode. Of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Again, we're a five-day-week Ravens podcast, Monday through Friday. And then, obviously, we do have live streams after every single Ravens game, after every single piece of Ravens big news. And the Ravens, they lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 18. Again, a game that... From the standings perspective, record perspective, didn't really have any meaning for the Ravens in this one. 17 to 10, the final score here. Tyler Huntley gets the start. Not a lot of starters played. There were some guys who played I didn't expect to play. We'll get into all that. But again, there's not really, we can break down the game. But to me, the, the important thing is no one got seriously injured. John Harbaugh talked about that. But it's the playoffs, right? This game didn't mean anything from that perspective. Yes, it stinks to lose to Pittsburgh twice in a season, get swept by them. I'm I'm not trying to downplay that. But the most important goal here was to get out of the game healthy. And I mean, Baltimore, I think, did a really good job of doing that. Some guys, again, I didn't necessarily think some guys should have stayed in as long as they did. There were some circumstances with guys getting injured during the game. So that we'll get into as well. I appreciate you being here. If you're here with me in the live chat for this game, again, this is like the sickos game, right? The Ravens, they already lock up the one seed, lock up the North. You're watching this game. Obviously it's a Pittsburgh game. So I hope, hopefully you were watching if you were a Ravens fan. We have Felix in the chat saying Huntley did his best, but I don't think he'll be back next year. It's why, or he, it is why we cannot beat the Steelers. We have Wadislav in the chat, Trenton Simpson with uh, an emoji there. Really, really good game from Trenton Simpson. We'll talk about him as well. What's good, Felix? I, I appreciate you tuning in. Jonathan saying we're still in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Hopefully the Ravens can get there. So let's start first of all with the game. Again, didn't necessarily mean anything. In fact, it meant nothing from the stats perspective. Tyler Huntley gets the start for Lamar. Goes 15-28, to 28, 146 yards with a touchdown in there. Also had eight carries for 40 yards. Wasn't a super sharp Huntley game. I thought he made some throws here and there, but I think he missed the he missed the balls to the sideline a lot, especially to Justice Hill, missed some of those throws. Now, early in the game, drops did play a factor. Tyler did make some good throws that were dropped by receivers. I believe Laquan Treadwell had one. I think Justice, Justice Hill dropped a beautiful ball from Tyler Huntley up the sideline. So I'm not saying that Tyler played a terrible game, but this is the drop-off that you see from a Lamar Jackson-led offense to a Tyler Huntley-led offense. And let's give Tyler, we'll give Tyler a little benefit of the doubt here. Lamar has been working with Zay Flowers all year and with Odell all year. But to be fair to Lamar, he has been working with those guys over the course of his career. 
there was some serious discourse over the course of the last couple of seasons about how, oh, well, <laughs> it's crazy. And, oh, Tyler Huntley, you know, the Ravens can win with him just as much as they can win with Lamar. It's no disrespect to Tyler Huntley. But Lamar Jackson elevates. I mean, we we saw the Ravens offense in eight of their last 10 games had scored 30-plus points. The Ravens can only put up 10 in this game against the Pittsburgh defense that I think was down to, like, what, their fifth and sixth, their seventh and eighth string safeties. So credit to Tyler Huntley made some good throws, but also was not the best game I've ever seen again as well. I see Joe Cool saying Steeler fans are clowning the Ravens for losing twice. Who cares? They're going to be in tears when Buffalo wins tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, look, you signed me up for a Pittsburgh team again in the playoffs. I'd much rather face that Pittsburgh team. Seems like TJ Watt is probably done for the season here with this MCL injury. He'll probably be able to come back for the start of the regular season next year, but for the playoffs, I would not. It's apparently a grade three MCL sprain from what I've been seeing on Twitter. Maybe there's a different diagnosis. I'll, I'll again peruse through Twitter as we kind of go on here on Locked on Ravens. But yeah, I, I really think that Baltimore, if they were to have the opportunity to play this Pittsburgh team again, I'd take it. I, I'd take a defense with hopefully Kyle Hamilton and Roquan and all those guys in against Mason Rudolph. The Ravens held George Pickens in check. I thought Brandon Stevens did a solid job. Rocky Asin was okay, gave up a couple of plays. Geno Stone gets hurt as well. But as Blarmark says, they're leaving relatively healthy was the real win. 100%. You, you take a loss in this situation if you can get out of the game healthy, right? That's 100% what I would trade off. I would trade off a loss to Pittsburgh here for health. You don't want to risk Lamar. Look, if Lamar plays, if Zay plays, Odell, all those guys, Roquan, Kyle Hamilton, et cetera, the Ravens win this and it's not relatively close, right? Like you, you don't question if you're a Ravens fan, Steelers fan, NFL fan, what the outcome would have been of this game if those guys play. But you don't play them to preserve them because personally I'm risking the rust. And I think John Harbaugh said after – the game just recently that the Ravens are going to be practicing on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, which is more of a schedule than they had during their bye week last time around. So I think the Ravens, it's a good thing that they're going to be able to do that. And John Harbaugh said it's a chance to right the wrongs, chance to right the ship here and change those narratives. So for me, this is the number one seed in the AFC. That did not change with this loss. The AFC North champions, that did not change with this loss. So yeah, I don't, I don't really see. I see Joe Cool. They're saying Lamar's 0 for 2 with the Steelers. Dude, we literally played a BT or RB team, and they're still criticizing Lamar, calling him trash. I mean, again, those who understand this, again, Ravens fans know Lamar, a, a funny stat. And again, it's, it's only funny. It doesn't have any implication on anything, but Lamar has never played two games against the Steelers in the same season. He's been in the league six years, has not happened once, or at least started two games against the Steelers in the same season. So, uh, but again, does, does that doesn't matter, right? Like this game does not matter in the grand scheme of things. Just going through it quickly. Again, I'm just going to kind of get through it all in the first part of the show. And then as it comes up in the chat again, Gus Edwards, 10 for 48. He had a fumble. Melvin Gordon, seven for 18. He had a fumble on the ground. Dalvin Cook. I mean, <laughs> you are the new running back one. Of, no, I'm just kidding. But I would put Dalvin Cook on the roster over Melvin Gordon. Personally, Melvin Gordon, the stat, popped up on the broadcast and I've actually said it here on this show multiple times I found this stat out was that Melvin Gordon has the most fumbles since he entered the league more than any non-quarterback in the league that that's that belongs to Melvin Gordon so personally I'm not trusting that in a playoff setting Dalvin Cook also has had his fair share of fumbling issues but I trust Dalvin more than Melvin Gordon I think Melvin Gordon 
is, you know, a better player. And I see B. James. I'm still pissed off about getting swept by the Steelers. I get it. I get it. It's not fun. I'm 100% with you. And I think that early early in the game, you can kind of tell that, okay, guys are trying not to get – not that they weren't playing with any effort whatsoever, but you could tell, like, you know, Patrick Queen was maybe making a business decision here. Marcus Williams, a business decision there. Not that those guys weren't playing hard, but obviously the, the number one goal was to get out 100% healthier, as healthy as you could. But losing to the Steelers isn't fun. Like, it's not a fun – and you can just sit here and say, oh, well, okay, move on. People have the right to be upset they lost to the Steelers. B. James, I 100% agree with you. It sucks. Like, it, it's terrible. But the Ravens, again, they didn't have their A team out there, so of course there was going to be that drop-off. Nelson Aguilar led the team in both receptions and yards, 5 for 39 for him. Isaiah Likely had a beast, of a grown man touchdown. He had 2 for 31. Justice Hill, 3 for 26. Charlie Kohler, 3 for 23. Laquan Treadwell, 1 for 16. And Tylen Wallace, 1 for 11. Very big fumble day. The Steelers had six fumbles on the day. Mason Rudolph had three of them. Jalen Warren had two. Calvin Austin had one. The Ravens had two of them, Gus Edwards and, and Melvin Gordon. Eight total fumbles on the day for both teams combined. That, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a little ridiculous. Delshawn Phillips, 13 total tackles in this one for him. Marcus Williams had nine. Patrick Queen, eight. Trent Simpson, balled out. Got We'll talk about him a little more in the second part of the show. But Trent Simpson had an incredible game. Patrick Queen hyped him up after the game. He was flying around, looked really fast, was super physical, made multiple big-time plays. I was really impressed. If there, if there was a player of the game for the Ravens, I'm giving it to Trenton Simpson because he played one heck of a game and major credit to him. Guys, this is the time for them to take advantage of those opportunities. And, you know, no Roquan, Patrick Queen goes in. Queen actually had to come back in the game because Delshawn Phillips got hurt and Malik Harrison was already out injured. So they had no other linebackers. So Patrick Queen had to come back in and he clearly is not hundred percent. He was getting up slow later in the game. I was getting a little nervous if we're being honest about Patrick Queen, but luckily nothing too crazy for him. The big injuries, and we'll talk about this a little more in the final part of the show, but I guess none of them were big, but Geno Stone and Delshawn Phillips. Again, I mentioned Phillips, both those guys were down on the same play. Stone was in the medical tent. Phillips was just on the sideline. Brent Urban being evaluated for a concussion. And then Justice Hill, I saw something late in the game with him. He stayed in the game, so I don't think it's anything major. But he ended up having uh, maybe an arm stinger or something like that. So, again, nothing too crazy injury-wise, which was the number one goal for this team. Still have lots to get to here on Locked on Ravens, though. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, we'll be talking a bit more about the playoffs, right? This game, it happened, but... We'll move on to the playoffs a little bit, talk about some scenarios, some potential matchups for the Ravens as well. Stay tuned for that. We have a ton to get to here on this episode of Locked on Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And I've had a ton of great experiences over on LinkedIn. I've found jobs, made connections, networked over there. LinkedIn is awesome. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. In fact, 
fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's really important to achieve goals, right? New year can achieve some goals in 2024. The right team member might be able to help do that. That's why LinkedIn Jobs and small businesses have a partnership. It is why small businesses were thinking jobs number one delivering quality hires for something competitors. LinkedIn also knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post job for LinkedIn.com slash lock on NFL, LinkedIn.com slash lock on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back. Our second seminar locked on Ravens. Kevin Allshiker still here with you. Ravens lose to the Steelers. It snaps a long winning streak. They had last lost was to the Browns, seems like forever ago. But you know what? I look at it as if the Ravens had to lose, I'd rather have it happen here as opposed to the playoffs, right? That, that's that's my silver lining on the whole thing. Really exciting time, though. Ravens number one seed in the AFC. So this week, 18 loss of the Steelers means nothing. AFC North champions. Ravens signed Dalvin Cook, too. We'll get into a little more of that as well as Baltimore kind of shapes their playoff roster if the final piece it almost feels like Dalvin Cook is if you want more in-depth analysis on that we did a live stream right after on Thursday then we also did a Friday episode on Dalvin as well programming note quickly here we'll have a bonus episode coming out tomorrow 6 a.m on Locked on Ravens talking about 2019 and 2023 that was supposed to be yesterday's episode for Friday but Kaji Ismail and I recorded it before the Dalvin news obviously you got to lean into the Dalvin news so Really exciting again for the Ravens here. Wadislav saying Trenton Simpson picking up from last segment has a lot of massive potential. I 100% agree. And B. James asking, I want to know, do you think we should cut or trade Huntley after this year? He hasn't gotten better in six years. Well, Huntley, I can't, was he 2021 or 2020? I think it was 2021 or maybe 2020. He's only been in the league for a few years now. But to your point, B. James, he's a free agent after the season. I don't think they bring him back personally. I think that was kind of set in stone when the Ravens signed Lee Cunningham from the Patriots practice squad. I think Huntley deserves a chance to go compete somewhere for a starting job. Now I think he's a low, like he's a, he's a high to mid tier backup and maybe a low level starter, right? He still has room to grow, but I just don't think his future is in Baltimore. The deep ball hasn't gotten any better since he's been in the league. There are still some decision-making issues with him. And look, maybe with reps and with time, it gets better, but he's not getting those reps in that time in Baltimore as long as Lamar Jackson's the starter, right? Like Tyler Huntley is not going to get the opportunity to start as long as Lamar Jackson is the quarterback. And you don't, with Malik Cunningham, Huntley, whoever this backup is, you don't want that guy on the field because you want Lamar on the field, right? That's the guy you want. It's an injury insurance guy. And for me, I think that Cunningham kind of fits what the Ravens want to do. And I would give him a chance to see, I see Joe Cool saying, let's give Malik Cunningham a chance, right? And I see Wadislav saying, this is probably it for Huntley and the Ravens. Iram saying Huntley should be let go. I do think that this is probably the last year for Tyler Huntley with the Ravens. They have a lot of other things they have to attend to it. And quick note here, the Ravens did sign Michael Pierce to an extension today that broke. It was kind of unexpected, but it's a two year, seven and a half million dollar contract, which is incredible value. I believe some of the, the contract tracking websites had Michael Pierce's valuation and his value at $8 million alone for what his play has been this season. Ravens get him for seven and a half over two seasons. I don't know how that contract is structured yet. I don't think they've put out the specifics, but that's a steal for Michael Pierce. He's He's been a very underrated player for them. He's one of the best nose tackles in the league, in my opinion. And he is a guy that just clogs up the middle. So really, really good move for Baltimore ahead of the playoffs. They're still making moves ahead of the playoffs, which is awesome here. And I see uh, Nico saying, I feel Simpson should 
I feel Simpson shows he's the future next Roquan. <laughs> I don't Roquan's a high bar, but hey, you know what? If and I'm saying if Patrick Queen does leave in the offseason, which I think looks more and more likely, unfortunately, I'd love it to happen. But can you really justify paying two inside linebackers 80 plus million dollar contracts, which I believe Patrick Queen's gonna get here? I think that the the most realistic path for Baltimore offseason wise is probably them tagging Justin Matabike or signing him to an extension. They let Patrick Queen go, and that's those are their two big decisions, but then they have to do Jadavian Clowney and Kyle Van Noy, who combined for 18 and a half sacks for the Ravens this season, Clowney with nine and a half and Van Noy with nine, 18 and a half sacks this season. And for Baltimore, I mean, those guys, three and a half, or not three and a half, 3.805, I believe, is I put it out on Twitter. I'll check it quick. But yeah, 3.805 was their combined cap hit this season. Just unbelievable work from Eric. I thought I did the math wrong for a second. Eric DaCosta just absolutely killed those two signings 100%. Uh, let's see. Jonathan saying Lamar Jackson will help lead us to a Super Bowl win. Hey, you know what? If he, he, he deserves it and he is locked in right now, I think so as well, or at least, you know, it feels more and more like their season. Nothing is given, right? But we'll see. Joe Cool, our focus is now on the playoffs. Get it, get the job done. This is not 2019. We learned from that painful loss. Ronnie Stanley talked about it. He's been playing well. We're a different team this season. That 2019 team was young, and you'll, you'll hear more about it on tomorrow's bonus episode with Kadri Ismael, but that 2019 team was young. It was Lamar Jackson's first season as a starter, full-time season as a starter, and I think that they've learned from that. They remember that, and I agree. I think it's going to go differently than 2019, and I just don't know what team stops them when everybody's healthy. Got to earn it, not jinxing anything, but again, we'll see what kind of happens here. Joe Cool saying, let's give Malik a chance. Eric McDay saying, Steelers 5-1 in the division. I didn't know that. Thank you for bringing that up, Eric. I did not know Steelers were 5-1 and in the division this year. That is, hey, credit to them, but again, Ravens dropped seven passes in that game. What it could have, should have. They should have caught those passes. They didn't do it. Steelers took advantage. And in this game, obviously, it was the backups as well. Uh, B. James saying Pierce didn't clog up the middle today. Yeah, he, he was going in and out of the game a little bit. I think his momentum was kind of off. I mean, he had a couple of nice plays. But I think consistently over the season, Pierce has been really good. Uh, Joe Cool saying they should bring back Justin Houston <laughs> and for the vibes. I mean, you can put him on the practice squad, but no, there's not really room for him. You have Van Noy and Clowney playing really well, always been playing well. You know, they have guys who they can move inside and out. So again, vibes guy, sure, but they're not going to probably make that move. It would be cool for the uh, the storyline, but from a football perspective, I don't really see him hitting the field at all. Uh, Jonathan saying, can't wait until Dalvin Cook comes to our team. Yeah, he's... He's going to be a good player for them, I think. Now, what's his role? We don't know. Personally, I would trust him over Melvin Gordon. I think that your running back rotation in the playoffs should be Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Dalvin Cook. Those should be your three guys. But Gus Edwards had a fumble. I think this was his second straight game with a fumble. That doesn't concern me as much as Melvin Gordon's fumbles. Melvin Gordon and his fumbles concern me a lot more. But Dalvin is a player that can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can pass protect. I think him being on the Jets, that Jets offensive line was putrid the entire year. They were not good. So I do think that Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, those two guys, they've been with you the entire season. Those are kind of the two you rely on. But then having Dalvin Cook in a role, I think that does help you. Joe saying the Ravens have to cut Marcus Williams. He's been in a, he's been out of shape. He probably needs someone else. Cut Melvin Gordon. They're not cutting anybody here, unfortunately, from the roster, in my opinion. Marcus, he's... It's been an up and it's been a weird year for Marcus. I think 
I don't think he's 100% healthy. In fact, I don't think he's nearly close. I think he's been playing with one arm for most of the season, had the dropped interception, and was the guy on the, the Deontay Johnson touchdown that kind of got lost in coverage. It's been a weird year for him. I think that Geno Stone has played well. Kyle Hamilton's played well. Marcus Williams has been up and down. He's not a bad player. I think he's still good. But I just think that he's trying to do what he can with what he has, and that right now is he's not as healthy as I think that he should be. The way that the Ravens handled the injury situation, again, we're not really going to know, but he wants to be out there. He wants to be playing, and we'll, we'll kind of see what the next move for the Ravens is there. But he's on a five-year, $70 million contract. It's a big contract. I don't think they can even really get out of it until next season at the earliest. I don't have his contract numbers up right now. But I, I don't necessarily think that they're going to move on from him here. I, he's he's a big part of what they do, and I just hope that he's, ne he's healthy next season because – he hasn't really been healthy during his entire Ravens tenure, which has been pretty unfortunate for him. Coming up, though, we'll be rounding out this live Instant Reaction episode, talking about the Ravens and the playoffs, more injury notes. And I see a question in the chat about Patrick Queen. We'll get to that all coming up on our final segment of this Instant Reaction live edition of Locked on Ravens. First, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And for the new year, Sometimes there are some things you want to keep the same about yourself or maybe some things you want to change up. For me, I think I definitely want a better sleep schedule. Sleep has been it's few and far in between for me, so hoping to change that up. But there are other areas where I'm already crushing it. I'm sure you're already crushing it as well. And around New Year's, we get obsessed sometimes with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing, right? Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and want to tackle another. Maybe you're taking your supplements every morning. Now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps to find a strength so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. In therapy, there are so many benefits to it, such as learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and getting empowered to become the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who experience major trauma, it's for everyone. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. We're back rounding out Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker talking with you on this Saturday. Feels feels like Sunday, but the Ravens, again, they play on Saturday. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they lose by the final score of 17-10. to 10, Just a rainy and ugly game. They end the year with a thud, but does not matter because they are the number one seed. And they're the AFC North champions. None of that changed with this game here. Be sure to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube on Locked On Ravens. Also, follow along anywhere you get your audio form podcast. Really excited to continue building what we've done here on Locked On Ravens. Been doing this since August of 2019. Seems like forever ago, mainly because it was. So you can find our show anywhere you get your podcast, audio, video, however you want to listen, however you want to watch. We do five days a week Ravens content plus bonus content like tomorrow's episode. First ever time we're doing a bonus Sunday episode. Backstory to that is, again, Kaji Ismail and I recorded earlier before the Ravens signed Dalvin Cook. And obviously when that happened, that episode became irrelevant, but it still is kind of relevant. So we're going to put that up for Sunday. So that'll be available here on YouTube. And of course, here, wherever you get your audio podcast, let's continue this conversation though, about Patrick queen, Nico saying, what's, what do you think about Patrick queen's future? Queen is awesome. I said at the time that the Ravens shouldn't have declined that fifth year option. I thought that they should have just kind of let it play out, but the Ravens and, and with Patrick queen, 
this was the breakout year for him. And that's kind of what I was projecting. He hadn't really started a ton in college, didn't really have a ton of experience, bumpy couple of years. He was drafted during the COVID year, so didn't really have a full offseason of work, right? So you're seeing these guys break out from that draft class this season. Queen and Justin Matabike and, and all these guys, right? Geno Stone. These guys are breaking out, I think, because you just need to have some time with them. So I think it was a mistake by Baltimore to decline that option. I said that at the time. I just don't think his future's in Baltimore, and that's not because I don't want it to be. I would love if Patrick Queen came back, but he deserves every penny of whatever contract he's going to get. But if you're the Ravens, can you justify, let's just say Patrick Queen gets a total of $80 million, right? Can you justify paying $180 million total dollars to two linebackers? I, I think that there are just other areas Baltimore has to figure out. Justin Matabike, they're going to have to figure out that situation. You cannot let him walk out of the building with how good he's been. It's very hard to find interior pass rush. And I think we saw some flashes in Trenton Simpson. Again, I'm not dubbing him the PQ replacement or anything right now. He's going to have to earn that. But I think that the Ravens have a better shot at finding a Patrick Queen replacement as opposed to a Justin Matabike replacement. I think you have to pick one or the other there. It would be awesome. It would be a masterclass by Eric DaCosta if – he could get both under contract, but there are other areas. Again, what are you going to do about Kava and Noyan Jadavian Clowney? Odo Beckham Jr., Gus Edwards. They, they figured out the Michael Pierce problem, but Kevin Zeitler's a free agent. They're going to have to start putting aside other money. And depending on how those deals are structured, I mean, what's the future of Ronnie Stanley, et cetera, et cetera, as well. So we'll see. Uh, Jonathan saying, is Melvin Gordon going to be fired? <laughs> well, you, you might get cut and then put back on the practice squad. They might do a flip with Gordon and Dalvin Cook. But I wouldn't expect him to just be, you know, cast off from the team altogether there. Joe Cool saying, my concerns with Marcus Williams is the last week's game against the Dolphins, too, is getting cooked against Tyree Kill. I think the Ravens will part with J.K. Dobbins next year. I miss Tyus Bowser. Hope he can come back for the playoffs. What's going on with him? I, I wish I could tell you, Joe. I have no idea what's going on with, with Tyus Bowser. He He's a big part of their team, but the, the knee, I just guess, hasn't responded. That's what I'll say there. Marcus Williams, I get it. It's, it's been a weird year, and I, I'll kind of say that again, where – I want to see him next season, hopefully fully healthy before I make an a hundred percent just, Oh, Williams is terrible. Get rid of him. Move on again. I, I'll try to pull up the numbers if I can here quickly without disrupting everything too much, but I think you can't even get out of the Marcus Williams contract until 2025, like next season. I'm going to try, but Williams is someone who I think gives the Ravens a, a, a nice player that is that rangy free safety. And he showed the flashes and he showed the potential last season. And he, he obviously has had his moments this year too. So yeah, the potential out, I pulled it up is 2025. So next off season, you can cut him with $15 million dead cap hit and you would only save $3 million on this. So that really isn't worth it, but then you can get out in 2026. He would have a $9 million dead cap hit compared to a $20 million actual cap hit. So that's saving around 11 million. So it's not even worth it to get out of Marcus Williams's contract until 2026 to me at the earliest. And I just think that for Williams, he is too valuable to even think about that right now as well. So that that's where I am. Uh, we have, we have a Steelers fan in here, Raheem. I appreciate you tuning in. It was a solid win for you guys. Now you got to hope and pray for a uh, hope and play, pray for some help. So we'll see if the Ravens and Steelers see each other again. We, I see Joe in the chat. What's going on, Joe? He says, who do you think the Ravens want to play if they had a choice? If they had a choice, this is a hot take. Put me now for a hot take. I'm going to say the Chiefs. 
I'm going to say the Ravens want to play the Chiefs. Now, personally, I think the Dolphins also would be a decently easy win for them. Not be, Dolphins are a really talented team. They're so injured, though. They're so, so injured. But if they had a choice, I would say play that Steelers team again. Sign me up to play that Steelers team again, right? Because I just think with Lamar and all those guys in there, I, I just think with TJ Watt done too, I just think that Baltimore has what it takes to just boat race the Steelers out of MNT Bank Stadium. So I don't know. Mason Rudolph, I would rather see Mason Rudolph than Tua or Josh Allen or Mahomes or any of those guys, right? And even though the Steelers offense has looked better with Rudolph and looked better after Matt Canada, I think that to me, put the Steelers in the playoffs, let them upset somebody, let them come to MNT Bank Stadium. That to me, I think is a path to the AFC Championship game as well. B. James, I said, Queen, thank you for your service, especially if he's asking for crazy money. Yeah, again, paying two linebackers is just uh, – in today's NFL, I think that some teams can do it, but I think it would be a different conversation if Baltimore had less to worry about in the offseason. You could really only focus on maybe Queen and a couple other guys. you got to worry about 10-plus guys now. So we'll see what happens. But if I had to predict, I think Matabike stays and Queen and Queen goes. And that's – it's it's – Thanks, because I would love Queen back. I think he's an awesome player, a really awesome person too. So unfortunate there. I see I see Junior Joe in the chat. He says, who do you think will play? Uh, I think that if, if I had to guess, because the Ravens will play the lowest seed in the playoffs is how it works. The Ravens being the one seed will play the lowest remaining seed in the playoffs, so they can't meet the two seeds of the championship. I think Buffalo beats Miami. I just think Miami's too injured, and Javon Holland might not even play in that one. I think what we're going to see is a Miami upset at Arrowhead, and we're going to see the Dolphins come at M- to M&T Bank Stadium again and play the Ravens in the divisional round. That's what I think will happen because it would be 3-6 in that scenario, if I'm not mistaken. I think the Chiefs are falling apart right now. Defense has been a lot better for them, but their offense has, been, has slowed down. They have no receivers. Kelsey looks slow. Mahomes is still Mahomes, and Pacheco is really good, but – I think that Miami has the firepower if they can get Waddle back and Holland and a couple of, a couple other players back. I think they can definitely upset the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Then they'd be coming to M&T Bank to, to play there. Joe, Joe Cool, J.K. Dobbins' problem is injuries. Can't have that next season. He's going to get traded to a different team. Well, he's a free agent after the season, Joe. I hear you. But maybe a one-year prove-it deal, minimum type, $4 million with incentives, $5 million with incentives. I'd be fine with bringing J.K. back there. I'd be fine with bringing him back on that deal. He's a really good player, but he's not going to get what he was asking for, what he wanted in free agency. And that's just the unfortunate news of it. Uh, what is love saying? Never the Chiefs with that coach QB tight end. They'll, they'll always have a chance. Dolphins will be fun. I, just, I agree. I mean, I think, again, my, my absolute number one choice, if I had to pick, hey, this team is coming and this team is playing the, the Ravens, it would definitely be the, the Steelers. I think the Jaguars also. I, I'm not as high on the Jaguars as everybody else. Christian Kirk was a huge loss for them. I think that they would really they would beat down on the Jaguars as well. So that that to me is what I would want to see. What is love saying Browns are the biggest threat in my opinion, not a team you want to face because Joe Cool, I think, said I want to see Joe Flacco back to Baltimore. Man, it's not even about Joe for me with the Browns. It's about the defense. It's about Miles Garrett, Darius Smith, all those guys. I think the Ravens would turn over Joe because as awesome as Joe's playing this year and, and with the Browns here, this comeback player of the year thing. I mean, I think that Joe will get turned over by the Baltimore defense. I think the Browns defense is the only defense in the AFC that has at least a shot at stopping the Ravens offense and Lamar right now as well. Uh, let's see. We have Joe saying, Hill revenge game, fins up. Fins up, Joe. Come on now. What are you talking about there? 
Waddle was a big loss for them. They had a couple other big guys too, but again, 56 to 19, that's not like, oh, the, the Dolphins having Jalen Waddle would make up 40 points or having Robert Hunt will make up 40 points. So Dolphins are really injured. They were actually my dark horse Super Bowl pick this year, and they just got too beat up for me at this point anymore. Jonathan saying, did you see the video of Tyree Kill's house on fire? Yeah, super unfortunate, just awful. I, I feel for him, prayers to Tyree Kill and his family. You, you never want to see that. An awful situation there for Tyreek. Uh, Wadislav saying Jags are not good. I agree with you there. Uh, Nico saying JK showed flashes in week one, the injuries. So, unfor- yeah, injuries for JK, really, really, really unfortunate as well. Uh, Wadislav, I think that we will beat the Browns, but AFC North clashes so so painful. There will be injuries. Yeah, th- those are physical games. You saw that today. And then Joe's saying, talking about Kansas in Kansas City. Oh, I see. Yes, I see what you're, I see what you're saying, Joe. My mistake. I, I, I misread the comment. So, yeah, I, I think that if he'll get that revenge game, bring the Dolphins to M&T, still, I think that that will help the Ravens. And, again, what team's stopping them? I don't think anybody on the Ravens has anything to be scared about, but you can't go into that with that mentality. You have to think, hey, this is one week at a time. Can't overlook anybody. Doesn't matter what the Ravens did. They're a 13 and 4 team in the regular season, best team in the league in the regular season. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you don't win in the playoffs. So Wazlov will round it out with this one. And we're here for a Super Bowl. He says superb owl with the owl emoji. I like that, Wadislav. But I appreciate everybody tuning in today for Locked On Ravens. Thank you so much. Again, live streams are awesome. It's really fun to engage in the chat and talk with everybody. You can tune in. If, if you're watching now after the fact, you can tune in live to notifications on, on YouTube, but they will be available after the fact in both video form and audio form. We'll have our bonus episode out tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time. Kadri Mel and I will talk about the differences and similarities between the 28 or 2018, 2019 team and 2023 team. So be sure to stay tuned, subscribe, follow along, audio form, video form. Really appreciate the support. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.